Today is January 31st, 2022. This is Everyone Has an Opinion. My name is Juan. And it's finally Keith Thurman Fight Week. Keith Thurman, after over two years out of the ring, is finally returning this Saturday, February 5th, live on Fox Pay-Per-View, taking on Mario Barrios. Yeah, the guy's name rhymes. That'd be like if my name was Juan John. You get the point. But Mario Barrios, Keith Thurman, this Saturday, really interesting matchup. To me, it's almost the perfect fight. It was something I never thought of because Mario Barrios typically fights at 140. He's moving up for this weight, for this fight. And I think it's a good matchup. Barrios is coming off a loss, but he's coming off a good performance in the loss against Javante Tank Davis. And Thurman needs to get his feet wet. He hasn't fought in over two years. Inactivity is a real thing. So I think it's a one step up from a tune-up. I thought he was going to take kind of uh, a journeyman just to get his his wits about him, see what he can do, see how he's feeling, see how he reacts to certain things, see if he can work on new techniques or whatever the case may be. But he took something in between. He didn't take a contender, but he took a real legit guy in Mario Barrios. And I like the matchup. Barrios has a really good left hand. His left hook, especially, he usually throws it as a counter. One thing that stands out to me about Barrios is his accuracy. Another thing I noticed, he doesn't really use his height advantage as much as he should. He was tall for 140. He's still going to be pretty tall for 147. He's around 5'10". But he's the type of guy who wants to be in your grill. Sometimes he'll use his jab from a distance, but he wants to be in your face for the most part. He wants to trade with you, and he wants to counter in the pocket. He wants to counter with left hands, like I said, his left hook. But he's also a, sol- a solid body puncher. He throws very straight punches. He's not really a wide swinger. He's not really wild with his punches. But he's been tested. He's been tested multiple times. He was ahead on a lot of people's card against Javante Tank Davis. Um, that was a really good fight. He had the lead deep in that contest, actually. Mayweather even famously in between one of the rounds told Gervonta Davis, hey, man, they got you behind on the unofficial card. They got you behind. You need to pick it up. And Tank was actually kind of upset that he said that, but it was it was probably be- for the best that Mayweather did say that because it lit a fire under Tank, and Tank eventually got the stoppage, dropping Barrios, I think, three times. But this guy, Barrios, is a tough contender. Um, he, like I said, he's been on the big stage. This is actually going to be his second consecutive pay-per-view headliner. And it's actually his third pay-per-view in a row. Two headlines. One was on the undercard of um, Tank Davis versus Leo Santa Cruz. But it just shows that this guy's been on a big stage. He's not going to feel out of place. I don't think he's going to lose his composure or be extremely nervous. Like I don't think the moment's going to be too big for him. He calls himself the Azteca warrior. He's not the type of guy who's going to be wide-eyed and fold under pressure. He'll go out on his shield if need be, and he proved that against Tank. He is a great trainer, Virgil Hunter, great sparring partners. He's been in there with Andre Berto, Amir Khan in the past. He comes from a really experienced team. This isn't some cherry pick for Thurman. I would say it's a calculated risk. The risk is Barrios is tough. He's a tough fighter, world-class experience and skill. Um, 
The calculated part is this is his first time at the weight. So we don't really know how Barrios is going to react to punches from full-blown welterweights. Guys like Keith Thurman have been at that weight their entire career. But Barrios has been saying for a while that he was struggling to make 140. He felt his body would react much better and be much stronger at 147. He felt like he was, his body was deteriorating a little bit at that weight. Like he wasn't as strong as he could be. He probably thinks his punch resistance would be better at, at 147. But we'll see. You're going to get hit by guys who have been fighting at that weight for a long time. Keith Thurman has spent his entire career at welterweight. He hasn't been in the ring since Pacquiao, though. That's the thing. In a, inactivity is a real thing. I expect a fun contest, but you never know. Keith Thurman has been away for over two years. That's why I don't get why some people were down on the fight. Like, oh, this should be an easy fight for Thurman. Listen, if Thurman is himself, yes, I expect him to get rid of Barrios. I do. But if Keith Thurman isn't himself, he's going to lose to Mario Barrios. That's the thing. That's why it's a calculated risk. Like, if Keith Thurman is himself, if Keith Thurman is the same guy we saw at the top of the welterweight division, then yes, it should be easy. But the thing is, we don't know because we haven't seen the guy fight in years. And we've seen plenty of guys not respond well to being inactive. Some guys can do it seamlessly, but not everyone can do that. Not everyone's a gym rat. Not everyone is that dedicated to where like Gary Russell Jr. fighting once a year, eventually it caught up to him, he got hurt. But when you, if you can't do that, that's not out of the ordinary. Most guys can't do it. Most guys can't just get out, get up for one fight a year and be effective. A lot of guys do better when they're active. Look at Floyd. Even Floyd, who was able to do that, able to take a year off and then fight, the end of his career, he, he made sure to be active. He was fighting. We knew we were going to get a Floyd fight every May and every September. We knew that was going to happen. So, and look at Canelo right now, the guy at the top of the sport. Why is he at the top? Part of the reason to me is because of his activity. He's so active. He's so fluid. He doesn't have ring rust. That's not a thing. He doesn't know what that is. So with Keith Thurman, we don't know how he's going to react. But when Keith Thurman was at the top of his game, he was at the top of his game. He was at the top of 147. This is a guy who beat Sean Porter at Barclays Center in a war. This is a guy who beat an undefeated Danny Garcia. Remember when Danny Garcia was the guy? Remember when Danny Garcia was supposed to take over the division? When Danny Garcia was undefeated? I'm old enough to remember Danny Garcia is supposed to be the next big thing at 147. He wasn't. Why? Because he ran into a guy named Keith Thurman. And for those of you who don't know, full disclosure, Keith Thurman is my favorite fighter. So obviously I'm defending him. Maybe I sound a little biased here, but I'll be, I'll be honest. Keith Thurman is my favorite, but I do try to put my bias to the side. I do have favorite fighters. Of course, if anyone who's a fan of sports has their favorite team, athlete, whatever the case may be, my favorite fighters, I'll come out right now and say it so you can be aware of that next time I cover their fights. Keith Thurman is my favorite fighter. Tiafimo Lopez would be right behind him. Alexander Usyk, Earl Spence Jr. Those are probably my top four right there. Thurman, number one. The other guys, kind of interchangeable. I'll say Tiafimo may be a little bit ahead of the others. But those four, hmm, I'm trying to think of my fifth. Thurman, Lopez, Spence, Usyk. I love Gabe Rosado. 
Hmm, who else? There's plenty of great fighters out there, but those are definitely my top four. So yeah, it may sound like I'm defending those guys when I speak about them, but I also try to give you guys the facts. So I'm just going to give you some of the facts because a lot of people forget about Keith Thurman, which is understandable. He's been away from the sport for a long time. People have short-term memories. A lot has happened since he last fought. But let's just break down some numbers. Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter. Well, actually, let's go before that. Keith Thurman in 2015. 2015 was a pivotal time for boxing because before that time, almost exclusively, the only way you could watch big-time boxing was on Showtime or HBO. You had to have one of those premium channels or you weren't really watching any boxing. If you were, it wasn't anything of note. It wasn't anything big. Showtime and HBO had the game on lock. Bring us to 2015. Al Heyman comes up with a company called Premier Boxing Champions, PBC, debuted in 2015. The first card on, I believe it was Fox, excuse me, no, it was on NBC. So NBC gets the first PBC card. NBC puts together a co-main event, a doubleheader main event. It was Broner and Molina as the co-main. And then the main event was Robert Guerrero, who had a big following from his Burrow fight and then got a Floyd Mayweather fight. It was it was Robert Guerrero versus Keith Thurman. And Keith Thurman came out on top. Very fun fight. But it was pretty much to establish this is the next guy at welterweight. So first fight in a long time of that note on free television. Keith Thurman was the headliner. Right? Fast forward a couple of years later. Another free fight. I believe it was on CBS. Keith Thurman versus Sean Porter. I was there live. Incredible fight, one of the best fights of that year. One of the best fights of the last few years, really. But Porter versus Thurman at Barclays averaged 3.1 million viewers. It peaked at 3.94, almost 4 million viewers. It also was the highest gate for a boxing event at the Barclays Center at that point, right? Okay, the next fight, the very next fight that Keith Thurman has is against an undefeated champion I mentioned earlier, Danny Garcia. These guys are fighting to unify their championships. Danny Garcia versus Keith Thurman averaged 3.7, and it actually peaked at 5 million viewers. And that broke the gate that was previously set by Thurman Porter. Thurman Garcia broke that live gate at the Barclays Center for their new highest gate. Fast forward after that, his next fight after a long layoff. Keith Thurman versus Josecito Lopez is on Fox now. PBC transitioned to Fox from CBS, NBC. Now they're on Fox. Lopez Thurman averages 2.5 million, peaked at like 2.7. That was the highest rating on Fox of the PBC deal. The next fight, he fights Manny Pacquiao in pay-per-view. That was the biggest Manny Pacquiao pay-per-view since the Floyd fight. So that just shows right there. Keith Thurman, as much as as much hate he gets on boxing Twitter, and a lot of people give him flack one time, sometimes, when when's the next time? There's plenty of jokes. But the fact is this guy moves the needle. Not many American fighters move the needle 
to that point where they're getting ratings, they're getting high gates, crowds are filling arenas to see them. There's not that many. You could probably name them on one hand for American fighters. Keith Thurman's one of them. Deontay Wilder is another one. Javante Davis is another one. Earl Spence. Terrence Crawford. After that, you kind of got to start really thinking. I believe those are the only five. The Charlo brothers do really well. I'll give them that. But other than those guys that I just named, there aren't many guys who are moving the needle to that extent. Keith Thurman is a big name in this sport. He's been a long, he's been away for a while, so I get it. People forget things, but he's a big name in the sport. You want to talk about punch stats too, power, punch, and accuracy. The leaders in the whole sport, power, punch, accuracy. How many times are your power punches landed? At what percentage? Number one, Vasily Lomachenko landing 48% of his power punches. Number two, Javante Davis landing 47.7%. Number three, Canelo Alvarez landing 47% even. Number four, actually tied to number three, Terrence Crawford also landing 47%. And then after that is Keith Thurman, 46.6%. Right under him is Errol Spence, 46.3%. Those are your power punch leaders. Lomachenko, Javante Davis, Canelo, Terrence Crawford, Keith Thurman, Earl Spence, all landing above 46% of their power punches. The average for top guys that are even being tracked in the sport, top fighters, their average is 36 and a half. So Keith Thurman's right there with the elite guys of the sport in power punching. If Keith Thurman, like Keith Thurman said, like Roy Jones said, he almost forgot. If Keith Thurman is the same guy that we saw in the past, that's a good thing for the sport. So I don't get why people hate on the guy. It's like they want him to fail almost. They're saying, first it was the guy's washed up. Then it's, oh, he's taking an easy fight. No, which one is it? Like, which one is it? But we're going to find out. February 5th. Should be a really good fight. Like I said, Barrios does pose a threat. He's got really fast hands. He's got a left hook. He's got heart. The Aztec warrior, he, he's a really tough guy. Thurman needs to be on his game. The thing about Thurman, though, that gives me some confidence is he's done a lot of interviews. That's another thing I like about him. He's really, he's probably one of the best speakers in the sport. He really promotes himself very well. But in one of his recent interviews, he was talking about the past, how some of the things he did so bad, some of the things he did horribly was the Jose Cito Lopez fight. Before that fight and before the, the Pacquiao fight, he said he lost 35 pounds in 11 weeks, both fights. He allowed himself to blow up in between fights. He said, I don't blame anyone but myself. That is something that I have changed. And I believe him for the fact that I can see it. You could actually see it noticeably. When Pacquiao was supposed to fight Earl Spence, they did um, a press conference. And I believe that conference was in July, June or July. When they did that, Keith Thurman was one of the guys covering it. And you can notice that Keith Thurman looked in shape. His face was very skinny, like not badly skinny, but it was definitely noticeably skinnier than in the past when he would cover other fights. Because usually when he's covering a fight as a as a analyst, he's not in camp. So he was at his walking around weight. Well, back in July, he looked really good. He looked in shape. Ever since then, 
he's been posting videos, whether it's on social media or whatever, fighthype.com. He looks the same. He's looked in shape since the summer. That tells me this guy has been in the gym. He recently had the PBC Fight Camp show, which is like a hype show. He looked better than he usually does in any other fight I've seen him. And I'm, like I said, I'm a Keith Thurman fan. I see all these videos. I see all these hype videos. I see all these training videos. Keith Thurman visibly looks in the best shape of his life. Obviously, looks can be deceiving. He could have lingering injuries. He could have something like that. But from what he said and from what I've seen, he looks to be in great shape. We will see what kind of shape he's in Saturday. You can look like a million bucks. You can look like Tarzan. You can fight like Jane. It happens. But Keith Thurman seems to be more dedicated than he has in a very long time. He's motivated. He's saying the right things. He looks to be living what he's saying. The only thing left is the fight. We're going to have to find out. Keith Thurman is a guy who relied on athleticism. He was a great athlete. He moved around the ring, around the ring very well. Did his legs get old overnight? He's only 33 years old. He's not an old man. But when you're out of the ring, things can happen. Guys can get old overnight, as the old saying goes. Is that athleticism still there? Does he still have that spring? Can he pivot with those beautiful uppercuts that he throws while he's stepping back? Can he still do that? Another thing Keith Thurman mentioned was he wants to be more active as far as punch output. He keeps saying, and it's pretty funny that he says it like it's a fact, but he keeps saying, I lost a Pacquiao fight by 15 punches. He said, if I threw 15 more punches in one of those close rounds, I would have won the fight. That is debatable, but I like his his mindset. He, he wants to be more active. He doesn't want to leave it up to the judges. If you go back and watch that Pacquiao fight, while I believe he did lose, it was a very close fight. People do forget. He was dropped in the first round. People see that and like, oh my God, he got dominated. No, he didn't get dominated. It was a very close fight. It was a split decision. I think Pacquiao, the right man, won. Um, Pacquiao's late rally, I think, saved it because Keith Thurman's second half was brilliant. Pressing the action much more in the second half of the fight. But Pacquiao got off to such a good start. And the mindset, when you see a guy dropped in the first round and then the other guy, he's fighting his Manny Pacquiao, and you see the hand speed, you see the footwork, your mind can can tell you a close round automatically going to Pacquiao. Why? Because he's Manny Pacquiao, and you've witnessed him drop Thurman early. So automatically, when it's a close round, you're thinking, hmm, I'm giving that one to Pac. That happens. not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying Keith Thurman was very much in that fight. Keith Thurman also suffered a broken hand in that fight that we found out after the fight. So... Many things for Thurman to clean up. It's not like he had a horrible performance. He did lose his first loss of his career, but it was against a legend. So I think he can bounce back and be right at the top of the division if he has a great performance this Saturday. But he has to do it. We don't know until he does it. I think the key for Thurman is to get off to a fast start. He can't get into a hole. Barrios does have fast hands. He's going to be looking to counter, but I think... His willingness to exchange will fall into the lap of Keith Thurman because Keith Thurman is going to look to land something big. Calls himself one time because it only takes one time to get you out of there. You only got to get hit one time to go down. 
So Thurman, to me, I think is going to be looking for the kill, especially based on what he's been saying. Don't want to leave things in the judge's hands anymore. Want to be uh, more aggressive. Want to throw my hands more. Don't want to leave anything in the ring, especially this part of his career. The guy cut his cut his hair. He was known for his ponytail. Said basically, this is a new beginning. That old Thurman, that part of my career is done. He said he wants to start a brand new um, chapter of his career in his life. He's a father now. Seems to be in better shape. Different mindset. Now he's got a loss. Got that experience with Pacquiao. A lot of things change in a man's life. And we'll see what this version brings. But I think he needs to get off to a fast start. Needs to land those uppercuts, like I mentioned before, those pivot uppercuts. One of his best punches to me. It just looks crazy how he throws them. Not a lot of guys do it like him. So I think the pivot uppercuts will be something that he's looking to land. I think the big overhand right. The thing about Thurman, he can throw his straight. I like how he switches up his offense. He can throw very straight punches, but he can also throw these wide, awkward punches. He is good on his back foot, but he can't be predictable. Like with Pacquiao, when he got dropped, he was going straight back. He, he has good feet, but not incredibly fast feet, if that makes sense. He's a good athlete, very good athlete, but we don't know how he's going to react. Barrios will be there to be hit. That's one thing we do know. Barrios will stand in front of him. Barrios will give up his height advantage. He will lean over. He will look to exchange in the pocket. So Thurman should have plenty of opportunities to land something big. Uh, Barrios, I'm sure, will be looking for a body shot. The knock on Thurman, they say he can't take a body shot. That's so funny to me because while he has been hurt multiple times to the body, he's never been dropped by a body shot. So it's like when a guy, when you say a guy can't take something and they do, like what are we talking about here? If <laughs> if a guy can't take a punch, it's usually because he gets dropped from that punch. Like they, like Thurman even said in an interview, they say Amir Khan has a glass chin. Why? Because when he gets hit on his chin, he goes down. <laughs> when he gets when Thurman gets hit in his body, he's never gone down. He's been visibly hurt, but he fights through it. To me, that's what I want in a fighter. I don't know about you. I want to see my favorite fighter get hurt and respond and fight through it and come back the next round with something big. But hey, people nitpick about everything. Thurman Barrios, Saturday on Fox, pay-per-view. Should be a good fight. Either way, the one thing another thing about Keith Thurman. Where's the bad Thurman fights? That's another reason he's one of my favorite fighters. This guy is always in a fun fight. Thurman Porter, great fight. Thurman Garcia, great fight. Thurman Lopez was a fun fight. Thurman Pacquiao was a great fight. Where is the bad Keith Thurman fights? This guy brings entertainment on the mic, brings entertainment in the ring. If you don't like Keith Thurman, you might not like boxing. I don't know. But that's my rant. I just like, I like Keith Thurman. I like him to win, I'd say, between rounds 8 and 10. I will give Barrios credit. He is a warrior. I expect him to go out on his shield if he does go out. But like I said before, if Thurman isn't himself, if Thurman is off, if Thurman truly is washed up, Mario Barrios will win the fight. It's going to take the real Thurman to beat Mario Barrios. And the good thing about this fight is if that happens, then that's fine because we have a guy, another contender in that division. If Mario Barrios comes in there and beats Thurman, Mario Barrios is a real player at 147. And I think that's what we all want. We all want this great welterweight division to continue to shine. We got 
guys like Earl Spence, Terrence Crawford at the top. And then you've got, obviously, Thurman. Sean Porter just retired, but you've got Boots Ennis on the rise. If you don't know who Jaron Boots Ennis is, please look him up. Phenomenal talent. Guy literally can do everything, it seems. He hasn't been tested in the ring yet, but the eye test, he passes with flying colors. Guy can fight from both stances. Guy moves his head. Guy has a devastating power. He doesn't even feel opponents out. He just goes for the kill. Great mindset. Jaron Ennis is definitely one of the guys to look out for. Virgil Ortiz, another guy, younger guy, but devastating body puncher. Has knocked out every guy he's fought. The welterweight division is on fire. So the winner of this fight is going to be in position to get another big fight. Really exciting stuff this Saturday. Plenty of questions need to be answered. Is Barrios better at this weight? Does Thurman have the same punch resistance as he had in the past? Is the weight cut going to bother him? This is a guy who blew up in weight. Cutting weight deteriorates your ability to take punches. Thurman was a guy that wasn't turning down extra at the lunch table. Thurman's a guy that you offer him a Sunday, he's going to say, yeah, I want extra fudge on that. He's not naturally a small 147 guy. He's a guy who cuts weight in order to be at the peak of his boxing career. There's a big difference there. He made the reference to an airplane. We, we touch down to 147 and then the plane gets back in the air. We cut down and then we gain a little bit of weight before fighting. Basically what Thurman says. So is his punch resistance going to be there after years of not being punched in the face on a world-class level? That's what we're going to find out Saturday night. Also, there's a great undercard. Definitely don't sleep on this undercard. The fight of the night might very well be the Bantamweight matchup between Luis Neri and Carlos Castro. That's really a banger. That's going to be one of the most exciting fights of the night. Probably will steal the show. I mean, two all-action fighters on a big event. I expect nothing but fireworks in that fight. Also, take a look at Jesus Ramos against Vladimir Hernandez for the Super Welterweight division. That's going to be a tough fight. That is Ramos's biggest test of his career. Hernandez is a live dog coming off two big wins. And then, of course, the co-main Leo Santa Cruz fighting Keenan Carabajal. I really don't know much about Carabajal. I know Leo Santa Cruz, this is his first fight back since being knocked out by Tank Davis. So I imagine Carabajal is uh, kind of a tune-up for him. Just something to showcase Leo Santa Cruz, something to familiarize the people that don't know who Leo Santa Cruz is or people that forgot about Leo. Leo is an all-action fighter. He was one of the most exciting fighters in the sport for a long time. Definitely was a top 10 pound for pound at his peak. He's He stepped up in weight, got knocked out by Tank Davis. He dared to be great. That was an all-action fight. But I think Santa Cruz is set up for a nice win here. Like I said, all-action throws at least 80 punches per round. Should be entertaining, however long it lasts. But I can't give Keenan... Carbajal a real shot here because I don't really know much about the guy but every other fight on the card is very well matched should be a very competitive card should be a very entertaining card but we'll see what happens anything can happen in the sport of boxing and that's not the only card of the night there's also a Chris Eubank Jr. versus Liam Williams fight that should also be highly entertaining two warriors that uh love to hit and don't really get out of the way very well but it should be a fun one. I actually can't tell you where to find this fight. That's the sad part. 
boxing is crazy. You got to find some of these um, cards. But Eubank Williams should be a fun one. That's probably earlier in the day. That's taking place in the UK. And you also got Carlos Quadras versus Jesse Bam Rodriguez. That is going to be fire as well. That's on the zone. I could tell you where to find that one. That one will be on the zone probably around the same time as the undercard for Thurman. So I probably won't be watching that one live. But it definitely will be a fight worth watching. Carlos Quadras versus Bam Rodriguez. That <laughs> That's a 50-50 fight. Rodriguez is a dog. He's undefeated. He's the younger guy. So I favor him. But Quadras, you can't really count that guy out. Any guy with that much back knee, you know he's taking some serious shit. <laughs> but, but no, seriously, Carlos Quadras versus Rodriguez should be one to watch as well. But again, my attention, obviously, like I said, Keith Thurman's my favorite fighter. So my attention's all on the Thurman card. And it's not just the Thurman fight. Plenty of good fights on that card. Should be a good night of boxing. It's been a while since we've had a really big night. I think this is one that will uh, get us going. And I say it hasn't been a while as if... November and December weren't completely stacked. January already started off with a couple decent fights. But, you know, we're spoiled fans of sports. We're used to getting the NFL every week. We got a week off. Now I feel like I'm all of a sudden being deprived of sports. That's simply not the case. But, yeah, that's it for this weekend. Um, definitely check out the fights. Thurman Barrios. I got Thurman. Gamblers out there. I can't really persuade you to take Thurman by KO because it's been a long time since Thurman got a KO. But that doesn't mean Thurman doesn't hit hard. I mean, Manny Pacquiao took some huge shots in their fight. I don't know how he stood up. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was after the Thurman fight where Manny Pacquiao's wife <laughs> was feeding Manny Pacquiao oatmeal while Manny had his eyes closed. So uh, that just tells you what kind of shape he was in after the Thurman fight. Thurman hasn't been knocking guys out, but he does hurt you. That's for sure. We've seen him fight on his back foot versus Danny Garcia. We've seen him win toe-to-toe -to -toe against Sean Porter. So we don't know what kind of Thurman we're going to see. That's part of the intrigue. So I would take Thurman by decision. I'm not sure of the odds on this fight, so I wouldn't really play around too much with it. I think Thurman by decision is, is your safest bet. I'm hoping for a knockout, but... I, can't, I wouldn't bet on it. Leo Santa Cruz, like I said, stay away from that fight. I don't know much about Carbajal. Ramos versus Hernandez. I would sprinkle a little bit on Hernandez, maybe. I think that's a tough one. Ramos is the favorite, but Hernandez does have a good shot. Same thing with Neri versus Castro. I think Neri has a good shot at the upset, but that's just, that's a close one. That's a 50-50 fight. That's why we watch the sport. We think things are going to go one way and they go the other. But that's about it for this weekend. Thank you guys for your time. Have a great weekend and enjoy the fights. Please give me that five-star review. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Your boy's out.